I do not endorse <laughs> monkey gladiator fights. I do. Maybe they're hippie aliens. <laughs> it was really good, but it will never beat the Avril Lavigne conspiracy. Dane, do you want to start with the humanoid with antlers in the woods, or do you want to start with um, my father-in-law encountered a frogman? Frogman. And we're back. How's it feel, Dane, to be back? You excited? I'm tired. I can tell. Um, we've got some good stuff going on tonight. We're going to have Jess on. She's going to tell us a Civil War-related ghost story. I think that one's going to be great. Uh, we've got a lot of people that we're interviewing about, like, those white humanoid things recently, Dane. It's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of a coincidence that um get two in a row at least. Yeah, crawlers is what most people think of them as kind of interesting like the the whole skinwalker and crawler thing is really interesting the more i hear people talk about it because no one knows what the fuck they are but they're creepy as hell and there's a lot of variation in the descriptions but they're all the same kind of general thing so you know who knows what the hell they are but let's just uh we got a lot of stuff that i want to do tonight this is a new segment that we have uh it's not just interviews anymore in the show we have rebranded to the 80s theme as you just saw from that new intro by the way uh, the guy that actually did our uh, intro music, he's um, awesome. His music is really good. It's that retro wave, 80s theme stuff, kind of Stranger Things vibe. And, uh, Vaporwave or Synthwave? I think, I don't, I don't know, know the exact title of it. No matter what I say about that is, the problem is we're going to get ripped apart for it because we're not well-versed on the differences. So I think they're the same genre, but I'm not sure. They're, they're similar, but not the same. Maybe they're sub-genres. That's probably what they are. Perhaps someone in the comments will uh, correct me there if I got anything wrong. But this new segment called Couchsurfing that we're doing. Working title, by the way. Dane, do you, have, do you have a title for it yet? I haven't thought of something yet. So we get Couchsurfing for now. We get Couchsurfing for now. So basically what we're going to do is we are going to read some people that didn't want to come on the show that were like, yeah, hey, if you want to share my story, you can share my story. So we're going to read some of those. We, we used to call those archived encounters when we used to put them up to read. Um, and we'll still put them up to read for people, but we're also going to talk about some of them on the show. By the way, if you go to our website, uh, challengetheunknown.com, we have a research tab where we put a lot of these cases and stories that people don't want to share and come on the show for. You can read them on there, and we also cover on there like UFO cover-ups, that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll write little uh, little blogs about it, so you can definitely check it out there. So we also have new merchandise, by the way. We've completely rebranded the show, so we have a um, bunch of like conspiracy retro-themed like film and VHS covers, and then we also have that Area 51 sign, which is pretty cool. And we have a new manufacturer now, which has some really high-quality stuff. So definitely go check it out. You know, I'm going to shell for us, but that's all right. Um, so what do you want to start with, Dane? Do you want to start with the humanoid with antlers in the woods? Or do you want to start with um, my father-in-law encountered a frogman? Frogman, without okay. a doubt. In his kitchen, by the way. In <laughs> his kitchen. Yes, okay. This originally appeared on The Truth Is Here and then was cross-posted into Humanoid Encounters. Okay, as bizarre as this sounds... He's sworn up and down that this is true. My family does not have a history of strange or supernatural encounters. So personally, I believe them. By the way, this has gotten some pretty positive feedback from the community. I'm actually really surprised. Generally, when people put out these like 
things that you don't hear about too often. People will shit on it a lot, but I mean, everyone's had some pretty positive feedback. It's really cool to see that. Um, basically, it goes into saying that he made his way into the kitchen and he made eye contact with what looked like a giant frog standing on two legs. Um, my father-in-law was 15 years old and... He just walked back to his room and went back to bed, I guess, because that's what you do when you see a fucking frogman in your kitchen. It was probably on some, like, mushrooms or something. Jesus uh, Christ. It's frogman. My God, frogman. Um, does anyone know of any frogman corrupted? So let's actually look at the comments. I I'd love to see if there's any more, because I've never heard of a frogman. I've heard of, like, the lizard swamp creature men or whatever. You've heard of those, right, Dane? The uh, only thing that comes to mind is D. D&D. D a lot of people just saying nothing really interesting. I'm actually kind of kind of surprised. The the comments are really bland. They're all supportive, but no one's really throwing anything out there. Oh, here's one. I read a post on our paranormal last night from a mom that mentioned that her child regularly sees quote happy green men in their new home. Some people are commenting saying it's Fae folks, like the fairies and stuff. You believe in the fairies, Dane? No. Oh, okay. But Fae Trap is a real thing. Fae Trap? What's a Fae Trap? You know, like Zihani, shout out. That's not music, Dane. That is music. That is not is music. Glorious. I'm going to have a 20 minute argument. If, if you disagree, then that's okay because that's your opinion. Fuck your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, Happy Greenman, that's kind of interesting, but that's not really, I guess. Kind of attribute that to frog, but I mean, I'd jump to aliens first before, you know. Anyway. Maybe they're gnomes. But here's the real question, Dane. Hmm. Is the frog man gay? Is the frog... Who says that? <gasps> Laughs in Alex Jones. Oh my god. Um, what else do we got here? Yeah, it's a lot of people just making jokes about it. Like, it's, people are supportive, but I mean... No one's really, like, saying I've seen a giant frog man. I don't think many people have. I, I would be very shocked if I came across a giant frogman. Maybe, maybe it's aliens. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we aliens are. Aliens were raiding his fridge. Amphibian humanoids. Most frog breeds are pretty benevolent. But beware of lizard people or any type of shapeshifters of the amphibious type. Mark Zuckerberg. They, they have no place in this world. <laughs> And every single one I have crossed paths with has punctured parts of my spiritual self. Dangerous creatures. That's getting an upvote. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting. Here's one. I reached out to this guy and asked him to come on. And he said, you know, I really can't make it happen. But, you know, I asked him if we could share it. And he said, sure. So here we are. Um, I live in um, Princeton. I drive on Highway 460, uh, Peterstown, east and a little north, from work at 2 a.m. today. Um, this was actually posted today. I was, was driving. today. Yeah, it was posted earlier today. I was driving and for some reason looked up the hill on my left and saw a creature with antlers on the hill. Thought nothing of it, thinking it was a deer, until it raised up. I saw the thing had claws, and then it ran, on two legs, into the woods. It left me with a terrible anxiety, and I wanted to pull over, but I was honestly afraid it would loop back around and attack me. 
I drove on and about five minutes later I see the creature again but standing on the side of the road already on its hind legs watching me. I freaked the hell out and pulled over at a gas station not far down the road to catch my breath and calm down. I don't know anything about folklore in this area besides the basics, so I'd appreciate any information on what this is. That's the end of the post. And then it got really good feedback. So uh, there's a movie. I think, I, if I remember correctly, it's supposed to be a found footage. Oh, the yeah. The f oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking I about. Know right? what it, I know. I watched that. I watched that movie with my buddy Casey like a year ago. Um... The Ritual. Ritual, yeah. The Ritual. I remember that fucking movie. That thing was creepy as fuck. That's what I'm getting vibes of. Dude, super creepy. But yeah, that's a really interesting one. Um, probably some Wendigo shit I'm going to go with. Creepy as hell. Well, where, where was he located? Like, what state? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. I don't know about native uh, land up there. Uh, this sounds to this sounds like not a deer to me. <laughs> Comments are fantastic. I had an encounter with an upright deer-headed. I had an encounter with an upright deer-headed thing in Idaho about a decade ago. Non-violent, just very creepy. Ugh. All that fucking. Standing on the hind legs and ha like that stuff just freaks me out, man. Yeah, they're bipedal. There's one. Let me let me see if I can pull it up. I found it last night, and um, it was about how this guy's parents were from Russia, and basically like the whole Yeti thing. It was really interesting. Mm. Siberian. They were Siberian. Found it. God bless Google history. My family is Russian. Both my parents are from Siberia. I'm just going to kind of, I'm not going to quote it word for word because I haven't talked to this guy about it. So I'll just kind of read some of the uh, interesting parts of it. Um, my dad is not the type of guy who believes in paranormal activity. He thinks ghosts and aliens are BS. And it was to my surprise that he believes in Yeti, Sasquatch, and Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it. So my dad is 51. And in his 20s, he served in the military, and he served in a place called Sputnik, a village close to the Russian border in Norway. If you look it up, you can actually still see the barracks and the whole military camp itself. Pretty fascinating. Um, goes into detail about camp itself. My father gets a truck together with the others and gets on the road. They reached a place far later than anticipated because of something along the lines of, we got a flat tire. It was dark. Everyone decided to sleep at the warehouse. Um, the thing that was keeping him up that night was a sense of discomfort that he couldn't explain, and he decided to share it with the others. Everyone nods and agrees that they're feeling the same, same thing. Um, another 30 minutes go by. The discomfort has evolved into a, a mild panic. And at this point, everyone is really concerned because they've got to wake up early tomorrow and move heavy boxes, and sleeping was essential. Um, then a thumping sound persists, and it sounds as if something extremely heavy is walking on the roof that was wooden. It was a sod roof with grass covering it, and my dad could tell for a fact that someone was walking because of the creaking the boards made. And then 
One of the guys was proud enough to open his eyes and look around and said that the creature was peeking inside, but since it was dark, he could only see a silhouette. Eventually, whatever it was that was causing it left. One of them asked locals about the phenomena that they experienced that night, and one said that that was normal and, it, and particularly ordinary, and they had a specific name for it, which he can't remember. But it's basically... Also, consider that this is... This will answer your question, Dane. Consider that the fact that this all happened during the time of the Soviet Union. Mm. So... So, you know, no cults, no beliefs in spirits, no religion. And believing in supernatural stuff is frowned upon, but people in that village and those locals were familiar with this kind of thing. Some kind of creature walking around fucking with people. And they had an, even so much so that they had a name for it. It wasn't Yeti like we know it as. That's interesting. I really like that, guy, that guy's post. Um, a lot of really positive feedback. Yeah. That was a great one. I love that one. It was really good, but it will never beat the Avril Lavigne conspiracy. The Avril Lavigne was replaced with a, with a doppelganger. Avril Lavigne clone. Why fans think Avril Lavigne died and was replaced with a clone named Melissa. Melissa the clone. Um, basically, how it all stems from is there's some photos of her from the early 2000s, and there's photos of her now. And her mole is in like a slightly different place in some photos, and they're like, there's the proof. And I'm like, you guys realize that using different camera lenses changes perspective on stuff like that. And it can entirely change the shape of someone's face just by using different types of lenses. So that's where it all stems from. And I guarantee you that those like teen magazines and shit probably fed into that shit. Oh, without a doubt. You know, like what, what did those magazines even used to write? Mo most of it was like. It was all drama. That's it was all, all it drama, was. like drama and rumors. Who's Bella Throne dating now? You know, shit like that. You know who Bella Throne's dating right now, though, Dane? Bella Throne or Bella Thorne? Bella Throne, Thorne, Thorne, Bella Thorne, Bella Thorne, the redhead from Disney. Yeah, yeah, she's dating uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> Two million dollars. There is a scandal behind that. There is an entire scandal behind that. Oh man, I haven't bothered to, to so, watch so let, or listen let, to anything. Let me it. let me explain the the let me explain this to you. Bella Thorne basically said, "Hey, I'm starting OnlyFans. It's two hundred dollars, and I'm gonna upload a picture of myself." And then she posted just like a bikini selfie or something like that, and everybody that paid two hundred dollars for it was really pissed. Ten thousand fucking people, but paid her OnlyFans account, and she made two million dollars in a week. By the way, follow us on Pornhub. Yeah, follow us on Porn Pornhub, CTU Network. So there's actually, there's, that's not a joke, by the way, for everybody that's listening or watching. And so we were supposed to be back at the, the end of uh, August, and our ceiling lights got delayed, which is all these pretty blue lights that you can see on my face. And because they got delayed, we had to push back all of our production stuff. And so we made a video to announce our production delay called two necromancers get fucked by jeff bezos and we wore plague doctor masks and made this whole little dumb skit about it and we uploaded it to pornhub to tell everybody that we were going to be late coming back so i say we go ahead and start moving over to uh interview to the interview dane if you're ready for that yep some civil war related stuff if i uh, remember correctly based on what you were telling us yes so um, the night that this occurred, it was about three years ago. It was about in 2017, I would say, um, likely around maybe December, January, um, 
beginning, end of beginning of that year. So um, to kind of set the scene, we are in Chattanooga and my friends and I have been spending the entire night at a bar and we closed the bar down and we wanted to go hang out and we were feeling a little mischievous. So we went to this place, it's called Sherman Reservation Civil War National Military Park. Um, and in this particular area is when um, on November 25th, 1863, I believe it was, um, Major General or General William Sherman led his men across the Tennessee River, and he had to do this twice. He kind of had to go across once and then cross it again. And he was ordered to attack the Confederacy on the north side of Missionary Ridge. Um, so the ridge essentially is just a very small, like very, very minor mountain range that goes through Chattanooga. And on one side of Chattanooga, you have the entire like downtown city area. And on the other side, you have more of a residential um, business plaza kind of situation happening there. Um, so Missionary Ridge is about seven miles long and the entire battlefield is that length. So these men, Union and Confederates, were fighting on this entire length of this ridge and it's actually very cool if you go there now. Like, the roads are very, very narrow. But there are these amazing houses that date back from this time. Um, and they're just, they're amazing. They're gorgeous houses. And they have statues all along this road. It's called Crest Road. And there are statues and cannons and all kinds of, like, battery memorials and, and stuff for both the Confederates and Union men that fought during the Civil War in that particular battle. There were three of them in Chattanooga, but this one particularly is what I'm talking about. So um, the day, it was, like I said, November 25th, um, when Sherman was ordered to uh, attack the north side of Missionary Ridge, but he had some trouble due to, I believe it was some information, some of his men were told to stay in the pits and some were told to go to the top of Missionary Ridge, but I guess to their benefit, the Confederates were also told these same orders. So I believe the end was um, the Confederates had lost about, I want to say, lower 6,000 men, and the Union lost about lower 5,000 men. So there were, like I said, three battles, but... Um, this, the, like these, these battles, particularly this one, even though it was a total shit show, um, it significantly contributed to the Union victory, which is a huge deal, actually. So, um, all right. So I, I honestly, you know, way more about Civil War than I think I learned in my entire like course of education. What about you, Dane? Um, well, I love history. I love everything about history. If I could find like, I want to be a curator in a museum. That's, like, my dream job or an archaeologist. And I'm trying to tell my five- and seven-year-old children to, like, follow my dreams so they can take me on an expedition <laughs> or something because um, I didn't make it that far. But, uh, yeah, I love literally everything about history. I cannot get enough of it. And so, um, especially living down here, we've lived here for a little over three years, and I there's history everywhere you go. I mean, I think like maybe four or five miles down the road from my house is the actual Chickamauga battlefield, which is fantastic. 
Um, you can get in your car and drive to different areas, like different statues where different kind of battles happen on this battlefield. And if you listen, like, I think it's like you call a number and they'll tell you like what happened in that area and who was there and who won and who died, et cetera. So there's history literally all around me and I could not be more ecstatic about it. So uh, that's yeah. really cool. I have to know this, you know, I, I have to, this is my dream. <laughs> 100%. I'll actually tell you a side story real quick. So I used to work sure. in the wild animal field for a long time. And mm -hmm. there's a guy I used to work with. Um, he used to work at, I think it was the Natural History Museum in Los Angeles. And apparently, yeah, yeah that's, that was his job before um, him and I uh, met in the wild animal field. He used to work there and apparently... The building had all kinds of ghost stories, and he had a couple weird things happen uh, over the years, if I remember correctly. And I thought that'd be such a cool experience. Oh, for sure. But as you were saying, for sure, I no, but I love it. I like my favorite place that I've ever been in my entire life. I've been there several times. It's Washington D.C. I love all the museums. You know, the first time I went when um, I think I was like fifteen, I went with my dad. And he's not with us anymore, so it's, like, super fresh to me. <laughs> right. Um, so, and I'm, like, I'm looking for jobs. I'm, like, am I going to join the FBI? And I'm, like, no, I've done drugs, so I can't <laughs> do that. Um, so, it's, like, I'm, like, that's my, I have to get to Washington, D.C. I have to do something with history, but I'm getting my business degree, and I guess I'm just going to go that route, whatever. So, I mean, life is what you make it. And Anyway, so, um all right. So if I'm going to explain this location, it's super, I mean, when I, I called this lady and I'll tell you about her a little later and she's like, where's the Sherman reservation? And I said, Oh, it's on missionary Ridge, you know? And she's like, Oh, I had no idea. And she's like lived here her, like her whole life, probably I would assume, but it's very, um, it's kind of tucked away, even though it's like right on the Ridge there, there are like very narrow roads. Like I said, and, and I'm not sure, it's been so long since I've been there, if it's like a three-way, like a T kind of intersection, or if it's a four-way, but it's very small. But um, like I said, the reservation's on the hill, and in order to park there, you literally just have like a pull-off on the side of the road, and maybe two or three cars can fit there. So we're like, perfect spot. And I live on the residential side, like on the hill there, um, before it gets like flat ground. And so I was like, oh, so super close to my house so we're just gonna park here so so we're there right and we're like hanging out and we're talking and stuff and um we're about 20 minutes in and just literally just sitting there having conversations and I think it was probably oh god just between like 4 and four thirty in the morning we started hearing cannons going off and I'm not just like in the distance might be somebody shooting a gun because here in Chattanooga, it's either like gunshots or fireworks and it's your guess is as good as mine. But these were actual cannon shots and like fought being fired. And I had listened afterward. I went onto YouTube to watch like um, people firing cannons. And I was like, that's exactly what that sounded like. I was like, this has to be what I think it is. So we're sitting there, we hear these cannon shots. My friend is packing because, you know, I guess that, you know, people do that here a lot. So he like pulls out his gun and he's like, something is happening. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just sit there in disbelief as these cannons are going off. There had to have been about a dozen fire, fire shots. And it was, 
one, like I said, the highlight of my life. However, I was also scared shitless. So um, we kind of sat there for a minute and we're like, well, it's, I think it's time to go home. And that was the end of it. Um, but uh, after you guys had reached out to me about doing the show, I kind of started doing some research. And I did some research in the past, but I never had anything come of it. But I reached out to a local gal that I mentioned earlier. Her name is uh, Amy Petula of Chattanooga Ghost Tours. And I had asked her if anybody had ever reported anything like this in the Missionary Ridge area. And she's like, no, but, you know, there were a lot of things, you know, like Civil War battles and stuff going on up there. So I really wouldn't be surprised. And I'm going to reach out to other people and I'll get back with you later. Um, On a side note, I did do other research on my own today, and I read about people finding um, artillery shells and, you know, cannons and bullets and stuff. Like, this one guy on Missionary Ridge says that his yard is just made of metal, and these people are digging up all kinds of Civil War artillery um, remains, and I guess there was this one person who was digging for to like put a pool in up there and they found an actual Confederate soldier buried in the ground. So, right. (laughs) Right. And that's what one thing that she had told me. So, so Amy, like I said, she's of the Chattanooga ghost tours, but she also wrote a book called haunted Chattanooga. And like I said, she said, nobody's ever reported anything like that, but she also reached out to, I think another local author His name is Mark Fultz, who wrote Chattanooga Chills, and he said that decades ago, there had been tons of reports of cannons firing and men shouting. So, um, legit, I'm not the only person that's heard this, and I wanted to go and, like, knock on people's doors and be like, hey, do you hear this? Or, like, are you guys, like, not able to? Are you in denial? Like, what's happening? Because I definitely heard this. Um, but I cannot imagine living on Missionary Ridge and hearing what I heard and them not ever hearing anything like that. It's just like, it blows my mind. So it has to be something that's actually occurring and people are hearing all the time. And I love it. I think it's amazing. I wish I could be there and watch it in real life. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think, that's my story. I think those kind of stories are awesome when you have the verification from other people where something is happening. Or other people are hearing yep. it too, so you, so you know you're not like hearing things or going crazy. Um, what do you think it is? Like, like what do you think? Uh, I guess ghosts in, in in the general are. Do you think that they are some type of being that exists in a light spectrum, and that's why we can't see them? Or what? What do you think mm-hmm. they are? You know, what's your opinions on that? You know, I have like over the years, I've lost faith and I've found faith and I've lost it. And I kind of battle with um, that idea in general. And I feel like one of the most taboo things to say is like, I'm atheist, but I also believe in ghosts. And people are like, how, you know? And I'm like, eh. So I kind of am a person that looks more towards the facts of everything. Like I said, history, this is what happened. You can't deny it. So, um, and, and how I view yeah, like, yes, I believe in ghosts, but how I explain it is, I mean, oh, you have to think of, like, a person's brains and how a, their brain tissue is connected and it sends electrical charge and all that, you know, all that energy, energy and everything. And when we die, it just doesn't 
disappear. It has to go somewhere. So yeah. whether that be like a residual haunting or, um, you know, a coherent and, and intelligent haunting or something like that, it's, it has to be, it, like I said, that energy, it just doesn't go away. It has to go somewhere. So, I mean, it, you can't take it to the grave with you, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, that's the best I can come up with. I, I, I believe that I believe in past lives. I believe in reincarnation. Um, but sometimes I think that people in our souls, we get lost or stuck or, you know, I, it, maybe we haven't been assigned to a, a different life yet. And like, we're just kind of still floating around and everything. And as, as far as the, what I heard and, and um, on Reddit, I had read another story about a guy who I think he said it was somewhere in Virginia. He heard cannons as well. And I think that these kind of situations are like, this is a, re- or like a residual kind of thing happening because you have to think that this was like one of the most, um, Oh gosh, it was, it was a terrible, terrible time to live. And you know, these men were fighting for gosh, <laughs> the, the ab- abolition, abolition of slavery. <laughs> and it was a big deal. And, and like they were young people and they were old people and they were just literally walking out of the ho- their houses with the clothes that they had on their back and went to fight war. So I think that there is a lot of um, animosity and a lot of surprise that came with that. Because, I mean, if you read about the Civil War, these men were trenching through, like, forests and everything. And, like, you're walking through a forest. You cannot tell who's coming at you. You can't see anybody. You can't hear anybody. So a lot of times whenever it came to Civil War battles, those men were, take like, caught off guard. Yeah. And I think... <clears throat> That especially in the location that I was in is that all these men, like, I guess, you know, there were like oh, over 11,000 men on combined on both sides that died in those battles. Um, there had to have been more and they were all, you know, caught off guard. And I think that those people are, are you know, kind of their spirits or ghosts or electric currents or, you know, even, like I said, intelligent hauntings are still there because they did not expect it. And I think that whenever we're dealing with these kinds of situations where a house is being haunted or a specific location where something is crazy and as uh, important as this happened, those people didn't see it coming. And I think that's when we see the hauntings are more like exponentially. um, Oh, I guess. Well, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here, guys. It's more prevalent, I guess, you know, right. more, more activity. when they least expect it. Yeah. But I think that if, if somebody's expecting to die, like um, in a hospital or something, you do see hauntings there. But I think that whenever you're like, oh, shoot, there's I'm going to. OK, I'm dead. Those people don't, you know, realize they're dead and it's their energy. I think is when it's violent, I think when it's violent, there's a lot of energy there. Yeah. I think that's probably why that kind of stuff yeah. sticks around for sure. All right. What, what are you going to say, Dan? Hold on. Let me... um, what I was thinking was uh, along the lines of Valhalla. So I, I'd assume that you know what Valhalla is for, for uh, the Norse. Is it the Norse? The Norse. Um, Vikings. Vikings. Oh, yeah. When they okay. die, they go to an eternal battle. 
So what if like when these men died in battle, um, maybe as you were saying, their energy stayed and whatever that is, is just repeating the cycle of what it was and doing before know. it died. Well, in, in that case, yes, but the Vikings knew that they would be in an internal battle. But yeah. I think that these men maybe not like don't know that they're dead. And so they're fighting this war over and over and over and it's never going to end for them, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting That's at. That kind of sucks. <laughs> sucks. A little bit Ugh. of a side note. I was watching a couple videos on Reddit. There were interviews from um, soldiers from World War One and World War Two when they were talking about the brutality of uh, hand-to-hand combat and trench warfare. And mm-hmm. just, I, I'm not a I'm not a Civil War person. I'm more of a, a history buff when it comes to World War One, World War Two, the Great War, whatnot. Um, I love them all. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all great. Like, uh, have you seen the movie Jonestown? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intro to that movie, I think, really does a good job of depicting the Civil War. Um, but when these men talk about their experiences and in hand-to-hand combat not just like shooting at dudes but i'm talking about stabbing each other with bayonets and and hitting each other over the heads with shovels it 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 leaves how would i say it 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 leaves an impression in in the area that it happened in so what i'm trying to get at is like ah I lost my train of thought. No, I, I understand what you're saying, Dane, is, is it leaves a lasting impression on, on, on the ground. Yes, it leaves a lasting impression on the ground. Like exactly. it, it absorbs, in, like I, I, they talk about that on Ghost Adventures a lot, how like certain, um, uh, uh, like um, certain different types of materials will, uh, will absorb that kind of energy or whatever you want to call it better. Like uh, apparently like if there's stuff like that around limestone, apparently it's like, super crazy over there like if you go to any like location where there's limestone or running water they talk about how there's like huge amounts of really weird activity that goes on there and i wonder if there's any uh there's any uh, correlation there as to the uh the materials that are in the ground versus what's going on there hey i want to jump in here really quick because i mean i don't know the chemical composition of my of limestone but i do know like running water it creates you know, electrical currents if given the opportunity, correct? It's, uh, right. it, it, it can hold electricity. So maybe, and this might sound a little kind of off the charts, but it's a thought that I just had. So when a person is taking part in a battle, you know, and they say, you know, our, our ladies and gentlemen who fought in Iraq and Afghanistan and they deal with PTSD and it's something that they get triggers and they deal with this emotional, overwhelming, you know, situation that they cannot get rid of. They can't shake it. It's very difficult for them. And it leaves a lasting impression in their brain. Also, electricity. So maybe, like, the way that our Earth works and the water, and like I said, I don't know anything about limestone, but it's, it kind of it works kind of like how the brain works, and it just holds on to that situation just mm-hmm. like our bodies do. Also made of water. Can I ask you, um, so you said you heard the sounds of uh, cannons firing. Have you ever heard cannons in real life? Have you been around them before when they fire? Okay, I'm actually not entirely sure if I actually heard them, but I watched a lot of um, videos, especially today preparing for this conversation that we're having. I went mm-hmm. onto YouTube and I watched a lot of like live firing of cannons, and there was also another 
video, I want to say, gosh, it might have taken place in Gettysburg where they had heard phantom fire, cannon firing as well. And I didn't, couldn't really hear that. I heard it a little bit. But when I heard, like, somebody actively taking a video of a person firing, firing a cannon, that's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. Okay. What I'm getting at is um, I mean, a long time ago, yeah. I was, like, a teenager at the time um, up in Oregon. These are these group of old dudes that get together with their old, like, cannons, and they have some uh, World War II artillery mm-hmm. guns. And they get together, and they just mm-hmm. fire at this mountainside. And I was privileged right. enough to uh, be around that. So when a cannon goes off, you can physically feel it. Is there something that you felt, or is it just like no. an audio cue? Maybe something that you heard internally. Maybe it wasn't actually a sound that was being produced out of thin air. Nope, actually, and that's actually a very good point because I didn't feel like the. I guess you would say maybe the percussion through my body and in my chest as you would if you were standing by the cannon. It literally, like, we were at the bottom of the hill, and like I said, it's a very steep climb. It actually sounded like it was coming from the top of the hill. Mm. It wasn't like it was next to me and I could feel it or even down the road and it was, like, that loud. It sounded like it was above my head, like, up on those mountains. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I actually was talking to the lady of the ghost tours, Amy, and I was like, I would really love to go back there again, you know, at around the same time, but I'm pretty sure we would get arrested. So I'm actually going to look into seeing who I have to talk to to kind of get into that area that early in the morning to see if I can actually sit there or lay on the ground and just wait and see what happens because, oh my gosh, that would be the coolest thing in the whole world. And I'm pretty sure I would leave there with soiled pants, but <laughs> it would totally be worth it. <laughs> so is this like currently a get it off um, tourist location or what what is it now no so um if you are i guess if you're like me and you want to go check out things um i had gone there one other time and i had gone up with my children and we just walked around the park and there's not much to look at it's a big giant field and it's covered in trees um there is like like surrounded by trees rather not covered in them and there are like certain statues and different monuments to different batteries and everything but it's, um, there's not much up there. And we just went up there just to check it out. And I think that if you are doing tours, like if you're going along that road, it's the Crest Road, you're, you're looking at people's houses and you're looking at the cannons in the yard and the, and the people have like actual monuments and it tells the story essentially of what had happened on this day in 1863. It would have, have to be between November 24th and 25th or 23rd and 25th or 24th and 26th. But um, I'm pretty sure it all ended on the 25th. Mm. Uh, However, if you just drive along that road, there's so much to look at. So it's not like, like I said, Amy didn't even know where it was, even though she lives here and everything. So it's, it's kind of tucked away. And if you drive past, you're like, Oh, what is that? And then you're like, Oh, this is kind of neat. And you, you just check it out. It's not like, I don't think people are drawn there. You don't have like tour buses or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it, you know, there's no way a tour bus would fit in that parking space. Um, but it's more or less a, an, an entire upper mountain area for people to go to read about the things that had happened in 1863. Okay. Okay. Then. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, um, gosh, it's, it's not, Oh, no, scratch that. I don't know. It's it's just some arbitrary place where you wouldn't even think of looking 
um, unless you actually knew what the heck was happening or if you lived in the area like we did and were just curious. Yeah, so it's like one of those things where maybe locals will go, but people from out of state or out of city probably wouldn't know about it. Basically, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there are, I guess, you know, we have the Chickamauga Battlefield, like, right down the road from my house, and they say that's haunted. I have, we take the kids down there to go on walks and stuff. We haven't since, you know, COVID, but um, I've never seen anything there. I've never felt any weirdness. And Amy showed me um, that apparently uh, right on the other side of Missionary Ridge, kind of where we live, there are duplexes. And we live in one of these duplexes, I believe. Um, and they're all, like, super haunted. And I never felt anything like that. And I don't know if I'm just, like, losing it. And I really <laughs> wish I wasn't because I want to. Um, I want to experience it, but they're not coming to me. Um, but, yeah, these people say that these duplexes are haunted. And I can't – I mean – I have lived in on that side of Chattanooga, and now I live in Ringgold, um, Georgia, which is um, not too far from the battlefield over there. But I have to imagine that uh, a little over 200 years ago, there were men in uniform walking through my backyard, yeah. and especially over in those duplexes where I live. So it's like it, it's all around you, and it's amazing, and it's exciting, and it's, I just want to see the ghosts. Like, is it that freaking hard? I want to <laughs> see them. God, it's not fair. So, but I mean, uh, my kids have never, um, my daughter, when she was like one, we lived in Oklahoma and she would like point to the wall and be like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, oh, great. This is fantastic. And she would <laughs> oh, do it God. all the time. And there was, I know she would do it all the time and there was never anything there. And I was like, Ugh. and it was like, she was born two hours before my dad died. And I was like, shit, you know, Yikes. I was like, I guess I'm asking for it. But, um, and then, like, we we don't, like, see ghosts and stuff. And, like, sometimes weird stuff happens. And uh, I think it was, like, last week we're sitting here. Like I said, like, there was a, a ridge on, like, to my left and a ridge to my right, like, directly almost in my backyard over there. Um, and I, like I said, they have to had been moving through here. But my daughter and my son were sitting in the living room one morning. My husband was walking out the door. and um, And they said... Did you hear that? And I was like, no, what? And they're like, somebody just yelled in the kitchen. And I'm like mm. laying in my room, which is right off the kitchen. And I was like, I didn't hear anything. And I was like, what did they say? <laughs> right? And I was like, my daughter, Isla, she's like, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't remember. And I was like, well, no, what did they say? I, I don't remember. And I was like, no, tell me. Right? And she's like, I don't know. Anthony knows. And I was like, Anthony, what did they say? And he goes, um, I was like, tell me what they said. And he goes, they said ho. And I'm like, I highly doubt they said <laughs> I'm like, I highly doubt they said ho, maybe go or no or something oh like that. Because they know they can't say ho. They say That's ho on Fortnite. Funny. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, um, and so that happened literally just a couple of days ago. And my daughter says that she hears, this is like crazy, crazy shit, guys. Okay. She says that she hears voices and not like crazy voices or anything, but they'll be like, just random words, you know, that you hear maybe when you're like barely falling asleep, you hear like that weird loud noise or voice or something. Um, but she told us, oh my gosh, like when we were living in Oklahoma that she would have dreams. Guys, this is crazy. That um, there was a man and she would have this dream all the time. There was a man that 
would come to her in her dream and tell her to do bad things. Now, at this time, she was probably like three or four. So it was like really difficult for her to like convey the message that he was actually sending to her. But one thing that I got was that he would say he would like tell her to do bad things and to get an ax and kill a deer. Great. Right. Cool. Fantastic. Right. So recently she's like, I'm hearing like voices and I'm like, honey, I don't hear them. I believe you, but let me know when you hear them. Like, let's talk about it. And you know, then they had the, the hoe in the kitchen, stupid hoe. Um, in the kitchen. And then, um, and then like recently after she's like, this is probably two weeks ago, she has said that she's hearing these voices again. And I said, you know, remember that dream that you used to have about that guy? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, remember like he used to tell you to like do bad things and she's like yeah i was like what kind of things did he say for you to do and she goes oh yeah like he would tell me to get an axe and like kill you guys and kill deer and i'm like right (laughs) so i talked to my mom right i know i talked to my mom about it and she goes you know she has a great imagination and maybe she you know she did experience like she can hear voices and stuff like that because children are you know kind of prone to those kind of things right but my daughter obviously hasn't killed us yet so (laughs) thankfully for that (laughs) um but she says that she has not had those dreams since we moved from oklahoma so maybe it was the house we were living in or something but i'm glad we're out of there but i i swear this stuff is literally all around us and i wish i could see it better or communicate with it because you know this is like exactly my cup of tea and like i said i've never been more scared and excited in my life when I heard those cannons. Never. Right. I mean, it's a very it's unique very awesome. experience, and just hearing, hearing like it, it was nighttime, correct? It was. It was like I said. I think between four and four thirty in the morning, okay, and it yeah, was. So. It was. Yeah, we had closed the bars down, and we were just hanging out there for about twenty minutes, sitting in the truck and talking. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, they start blasting like a dozen blasts, like over and over and over. And I'm like, there's no way these people don't hear this. And what my one friend reached for um, his gun because he carries and he was actually that serious. But I had asked him about it afterwards. And he was like, no, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm like, are you are you freaking kidding me? Oh, what do you think it was? Like these gangbangers are not carrying bazookas. Okay, (laughs) they're not. They're not doing it. I love this conversation, and I we're actually getting close to the end of the time slot, but I guess I do want to, since you're a history buff, I want to end it with this question for you. What do you think sure. about mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt's Sasquatch Encounter? The Sasquatch Encounter? Mm, I think Teddy Roosevelt was, like, the like most badass person in the entire world, so if he said it happened, it happened. There you go. Thank you very much for coming on, <laughs> Jess. I appreciate it. <laughs>